Hello and welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. Today on the show, Fraser Logan from the Alberta RCMP on the field test being ran by Alberta RCMP using body cameras. Next on the show, I speak to Holly Kalma and three students from Father McCurdy Community High School's robotics team. Joining me on the phone here today is Fraser Logan. He's the Alberta RCMP Media Relations Manager. Uh, Fraser, how are you doing here today? I'm good. And yourself? I'm doing fairly well as well. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your time here today. Fraser, wanted to ask about the uh, field test going on, about the body-worn cameras uh, underway here. Uh, just, I guess, uh, what are some of uh, the um, uh, broad-level strokes uh, with this program and uh, how it's how it's going? So uh, we're conducting a, a second field test of uh, some body-worn cameras that we're, we're testing out that would be uh, used actually throughout the entire RCMP force uh, nationally. So uh, right now there are about 30, excuse me, 300 cameras in select detachments across Nova Scotia, Alberta, and Iqaluit. And for the next uh, 8 to 10 weeks here in Alberta and uh, uh, in those other detachments across Canada, we're just kind of doing a, a regular kind of field test. These locations were chosen because there's a mixture of urban, rural, and northern locations. So in Alberta, we have St. Paul, we have Parkland County, and we also have Grand Prairie. Um, I can tell you the actual equipment is the Axon um, uh, uh, body-worn cameras. Uh, those are quite popular in the U.S., and that's the ones that we're, 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 we're trying out right now. Um, the, the cost of the cameras themselves, we're looking at probably 3000 dollars per camera per year and what that means is it's uh it's what we call we we call a a a a software as a service subscription so for every member wearing one of these cameras for one year we're looking at approximately three thousand dollars and that's for upkeep of the equipment that's for chargers cables any docking stations including all the software and you know kind of uh, all the cloud kind of uh, components to go with it what benefit is there for RCMP to uh, not only procure these cameras and use them, uh, but also uh, for the public as well? Um, quite poignantly, this investment is made to respond to concerns about policing from racialized and Indigenous communities and other individuals where uh, we feel that improved transparency and accountability is very important. So we do, RCMP uh, uh, vehicles do have uh, essentially dash cameras, uh, front, interior, and, uh, you know, for, for whenever someone is actually in our vehicles. Those have been used a lot. Now we're just kind of increasing that transparency by having something on our members themselves. So if there's any questions about how an interaction occurred or any kind of evidence that needs to be uh, given in court, this is just one more piece of evidence uh, to help uh, kind of, uh, um, again, to be to be more transparent. So say I'm pulled over and an RCMP officer from the detachment approaches my vehicle, what will I notice differently? Um, specifically, I, I, I could not speak to exactly when that, uh, that, that camera would be uh, turned on, but that may be a, a good example. Uh, I, I, I don't know if there's going to be any kind of cautions kind of given to individuals whenever they're uh, dealing with police officers saying, you know, just so for your awareness, you're being uh, recorded. I honestly don't know. What I can say is uh, this type of footage is going to be treated like any other type of evidence that we use. It's not going to be made for, uh, for the public. It's, it's meant to be kind of 
it's, it's evidentiary in its use. Uh, individuals who have no standing in that investigation will not be able to see it. So what that means is, uh, if we, if you are in, um, uh, kind of, uh, uh, if you're arrested and charged with something and that camera was on, uh, you and, uh, your, your defense counsel will be able to obviously look at it as part of disclosure. Uh, if there was any, if, if, if there was any interaction with the police that did not end up with an arrest or a charge, but you as an individual had questions about how that interaction occurred, you could certainly go to your detachment and you could uh, ask for that footage be- or, or to v- review the footage, I should say. You would copy, but at least you'd be able to review the footage. It's like anything else we would do for, for kind of accountability's sake. This field test uh, began in Alberta at the beginning of the month. How long will it run? It'll be running for another eight to ten weeks, just kind of depending on some details. Uh, from there, uh, we won't be very. Um, there won't be a lot, uh, kind of, um, that we'll be able to say publicly, just because you know anything that happens in the field test, any kind of deficiencies or any kind of questions that we may have, we'll go back to the vendor, and uh, there's a lot of kind of procurement kind of processes in place to uh, that we would have to do internally to figure out if this is uh, the product for us. But ultimately. Um, we're hoping this initiative will see uh, more than 10,000 cameras roll out across the country when uh, when this uh, process is all complete. Fraser Logan, the Alberta RCMP Media Relations Manager. Again, thank you so much for your time here today. Thank you. Take care. Coming up, my conversation with three students from the Father McCurdy Robotics team next on Fort McMurray Matters. Thank you for joining us on Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. Joining me on the phone here today, Alex Brady, a grade 11 student at Father Patrick McCurdy Community High School, who is part of the robotics team. Alex, how are you doing here today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fairly well, I guess. How long have you been interested in robotics, and how long have you been part of the robotics team? I've been interested in robotics pretty much my whole life. I've always found the field of STEM particularly interesting to me. And I've been part of the robotics club for about five years now. What made you want to initially get involved in robotics? Is that kind of something you always saw yourself in? Uh, yeah, that was definitely part of it. And my brother joined, uh, I think it's three years before me. So I had like experience and knew what it was about. And I just found it very interesting. On a robotics team, what role do you have? Uh, I'm usually the main builder and, like, safety person, pretty much. What goes into that role that you have on your team? Uh, I do quite a bit of, like, the initial planning and putting together the robots, along with, obviously, all the other people. And I make sure everyone wears the proper PPE and knows how to use the tools correctly. Just stuff like that, you know. For sure. I understand you guys attended an international event, I believe, in Calgary recently. Uh, describe what that was like for you. Uh, it was very fun. It's a very good experience, and we got to see a lot of the other teams and robots. Uh, we placed fairly well. We got to the playoffs. Um, we're very excited to hopefully get a world's placement uh, at our next competition at Provincials. Did you ever think when you started in robotics that it would take you to a world competition like that? Yeah, I'd say I was fairly in the know because, like I said, my brother was. And the year before, I actually was on one of the teams that went to Worlds. So I 
I really want to go back this year, and it's been one of my main driving forces. How has the season gone for you and your team? Uh, we're doing very well, actually. Um, we've been mostly focusing on, like, there's separate parts of the game, like the actual tournament part and the skills part, and we've been focusing on the skills part so that we can get a less, like, luck-based chance at getting to the world's competition. So we've been focusing on that a lot, and we, I think we're right now, we are ninth in Fort, in uh, Alberta for their skills ranking. And what's one thing that you feel has been a highlight for you about being part of this robotics club? Uh, it's definitely the friends that I've made along the way. Uh, a lot of great friends that I'm hoping to keep around after high school ends. And, uh, also the skills that I've learned in the STEM field. Has being part of the robotics team maybe helped you lean towards a career in robotics? Uh, yes, it has. I am looking towards going into uh, university for engineering. Uh, I'm thinking either mechanical engineering or biomedical engineering. Great to hear, Alex. Thank you so much for your time here today. Thank you. Joining me on the phone here today is Claire Keenan, a grade 12 student with Father Patrick McCurdy Community High School. Claire, how are you doing here today? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. I understand you're part of the robotics club for quite some time now. What made you want to get into robotics? I've always enjoyed building things. And uh, when I was just going into the seventh grade, I didn't know anyone in the school. But a friend of mine that had gone here the year before uh, was telling me about how fun it was. So I thought it would be a good opportunity to make some friends. And has that so far been a success? Oh, absolutely. I still keep in touch with people that have graduated two or three years ago. That's great to hear. What role do you typically have on a robotics team? Uh, I'm the captain. I help with a little bit of everything, including wrangling five teenage boys. So that's always fun. <laughs> that's got to be fun. You know, uh, having that versatility as well to help all factors. Uh, that has to be a pretty good skill set to have. Oh, absolutely. Um, I've built that up over the past couple of years. Last year, I was also the captain, but of the all-girls team that uh, we had that year, and also in the eighth grade for a Lego team. That's good to hear. I understand there was a pretty major event that took place in Calgary recently. Maybe describe what that was like for you. Yeah, it was great. Um, it's my, it was my second time going to Mechanaham. It definitely went a lot better this year because our robot worked. Um, we ranked really high, and we made it to the playoffs. Um, we weren't really expecting to win, but we definitely did fantastic. Did you ever think that when you started out in robotics that it could take you to an international competition like that? I've always known it was a possibility, but I think this is the first year we've really seen that as something achievable. Um, we've been working really well together and innovating on our designs very quickly, and it's been working for us, so I think that can definitely be in our future again. How has this season gone for you so far? It's been going great. Um, this is the first year we've actually had enough time with it built, coded, and just everything working that I've been able to put a lot of glitter on it. So that was great. That's awesome. I can't imagine the glitter goes over well with uh, Coach, though, as uh, that stuff kind of gets everywhere, right? <laughs> oh, she doesn't 
mind that much. We we three painted it in the mechanics room. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, what's one thing you feel it's been a highlight as uh, being part of the robotics club since grade seven? It's definitely um, set my eyes on robotics as a career. Um, I am in grade twelve. I've just applied to three mechanical engineering programs, and I'm trying to get into a career in mechatronics. I've also built a lot of relationships with a lot of really great people. So that's great and something I'm really happy about. Awesome to hear, Claire. Anything else you'd like to add? I don't think so, but, you know, wish us luck at Provincials. Yeah, best of luck at Provincials. Claire Keenan, thank you so much for your time here today. Thank you. Joining me on the phone today is Cody Kimball. He's a grade 11 student at Father Patrick McCurdy Community High School. He also attended Worlds with the Robotics Club last year. Cody, how are you doing here today? Good, you. Doing fairly well, Cody. I guess, tell us your story with robotics. What made you initially want to get involved in the robotics club? Um, what initially made me want to join robotics is kind of like having, having like the hands-on and being able to design and code our robots all by hand. And what role do you typically have on a robotics team? Uh, this year, I'm the, I'm the driver for this team, and I am also one of the builders. I understand you attended Worlds last year. Maybe just describe what that was like for you. Worlds last year was very fun. We got to meet teams from all around the world, had fun experiences, and we got to see robots that we would, uh, robots that we have watched in the internet and seeing how they did in competitions. Did you ever think when you started Robotics Club that it would take you to a world competition? Yeah, I had. I had some hope that we would get there because I knew over the years that eventually we would get there and be able to compete in a high com- high competitive level. Is that world competition a major highlight for you so far in robotics? And do you have any others you'd like to share? Uh, yeah, Worlds was a big highlight for robotics, but uh, the main one really is meeting all the other people and friends that we get to see in Father Merck who join. How has this season gone for you and your team? Good. We started off pretty well. We're uh, we've changed our robot a couple times through through the season, and th- we're just changing our robot once again before provincials, where we can uh, focus on skills and hopefully get a world spot. That constant change for a robot does that add a little bit of a stress factor to the competition coming up here? Yeah, definitely, because there's not a lot of time we have, so we're trying to use as much as we can to get as much done before we can practice and have a coded robot. What's one thing you feel has been a highlight of being part of the robotics club since you started? Uh, definitely, like, the building and learning how, like, different mechanics work from other teams and, like, seeing what works and what doesn't. Has being part of the robotics team kind of helped you lean towards maybe having a career in robotics? Uh, yes, it helped me because I'm gonna. I'm in the RAP program, which is more of a hands-on uh, program. So I'll be doing trades for my career. Great to hear, Cody Kimball. Thank you so much for your time here today. Thank you. Coming up, I chat with robotics coach Holly Colma on Fort McMurray Matters. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. 
Joining me on the phone here today is Holly Kalma. She is the robotics coach from Father Patrick McAdoo Community High School in Fort McMurray. Holly, how are you doing here today? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Ryan? I'm well, Holly. Thank you for your time here today. First off, I'm not an expert on this topic, so if you could just describe what VEX Robotics is so our audience knows. Yeah, absolutely. So VEX Robotics is a competitive robotics competition. It's an international competition. Uh, so people all around the world can participate. It's targeted for junior high and high school students. Um, and it's a really neat competition because every year they release a new game. So in the spring, a new game comes out, and then the kids are tasked with designing, building, and coding a robot that lets them compete in that game. So every year is different, which is exciting. Um, and then the kids work, work on how are they going to kind of play that game. And what made you want to get involved in a robotics club? <laughs> uh, funny story. So I'm actually a chemistry teacher. And uh, six years ago, the robotics coach at the time needed an additional chaperone to help out with a trip that the kids were going on. And I figured I had nothing else going on that weekend, so sure, why not? Uh, so I went on the trip with the kids, and I absolutely fell in love, uh, both with the students and with the whole program and the process. Um, just it's so impressive to see the kids uh, overcome all these challenges, work together with the teamwork and the problem solving. And, and of course, it's exciting every year there's a new game. So you got to get a fresh start every year uh, with totally new designs and new challenges to overcome. So, yes, uh, not anything I ever intended on participating in. But six years later and here I am, I'm now the head coach. <laughs> What's something about robotics that gets kids interested and keeps them coming back? Uh, I think the competition, uh, of course, is a big aspect of it. We have a fairly high number of competitive kiddos who, who like the competition aspect, want to do well. Um, the problem solving is big for a lot of them. It's nice that you know they have a, a task ahead and they have to figure out how they're going to solve it. And there's so many different ways that they could design their robots, different ways they could tackle the game, different game strategies. So I think that problem solving is a big part of it as well. And I'm really proud that we've grown a nice little robotics family here. So for a lot of the kiddos, it's also kind of a safe place where they have their friends and, and we're basically a family. Everyone looks out for each other. And, and I think for a lot of kids, that, that camaraderie is also a big part of it. I also understand the high school has had some pretty big success when it comes to robotics recently. Yes, absolutely. We're very, very proud of the successes we've had here at Father Burkerty. Uh Last year, we had two teams qualify for and uh, travel to Texas for the World Championships of X-Robotics. Uh, that was really cool. The year before, we took one team as well. So, of course, we're very proud of those, those wins, those high rankings. Um, so that's, that's really nice. But in general, just seeing the kids succeed and build some of these kind of lifelong friendships and find their places, you know, in the school and in the world. And uh, that that's something we're really proud of as well, because a lot of these kids that we've had come through our program um, have pursued careers in STEM and in engineering. So a lot of our alumni uh, still keep in touch, and it's, it's nice to hear from them and, and hear about how successful they are in their post-secondary pursuits as well. Maybe just break down some of the different roles on a robotics club team and what everyone does. Sure. Uh, some of the kiddos might be able to explain that a little bit better, but I'll give you the overview. Um, on the robotics team, we're, they're usually kind of four to six kids-ish, and 
they have to, of course, do the designing. So there's the, the initials, the sketching, the laying stuff out, the uh, iterating kind of how are they going to design the robot to accomplish the tasks. And then there's the physical building. Of course, most kids find that probably the most fun uh, with, you know, the nuts and bolts and wrenches and screwdrivers and attaching motors. And they're, they're designing gear trains and, and uh, that kind of stuff. So there's the building component and then there's the coding component as well. So, of course, the robot. Uh, needs codes. We have people who work on coding it. And then there's the driving aspect as well. So when we go to the competition, someone drives the robot. And uh, some kids, of course, really enjoy that part too. So those are kind of the four major uh, kind of divisions of labor. Most of the students do two or more of those as they work together with their teams. I understand there was a big tournament in Calgary recently. How did Fort McMurray teams do? Yeah, uh, it was a really cool tournament. Uh, It's called Mecca Mayhem, and it's an international tournament. So we were lucky. We took all four of our teams here from Father Mercury. Um, Our sister school is is Holy Trinity, and they had a team, so we traveled down with them. And then two of the other high schools uh, in Fort McMurray as well um, from the public board, they also took teams down. So we had a nice uh, contingent of Fort McMurray uh, students at the tournament, and everyone did really well and had lots of fun. Uh, Our Father Mercury uh, teams. We're very proud of them. Uh, they all did well. Two of them uh, made it into the playoff rounds as well, which was extra exciting to get to see them kind of get to that high level uh, of competition. How do you prepare for a competition like that or like provincials coming up soon? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we always say it's literally blood, sweat, and tears because all three of those definitely happen uh, over the course of the semester. Uh, so we actually start at the end of the summer. So the games get released in the spring. And usually our spring is just more of the planning and the brainstorming and strategizing. And then when kids come back to school in the fall, it's uh, it's all hands on deck uh, to actually get into the the physical building of the robot and the coding. So we we do uh, a lot of time here with the kiddos. They, They come in Tuesdays and Thursdays after school. We come in on Saturday afternoons, and most of the kids spend all of their lunch times as well. Uh, So lots and lots of time and effort goes into building these robots. So from a coaching perspective, I'm actually fairly hands-off. The kids do most of it. So it's just trying to guide them towards, you know, their strategies and trying to help point out, you know, problems that they might encounter, encounter. So I do a lot of have you considered this or what about that or um, that kind of stuff. So lots, lots and lots of time and effort goes into it. There's lots of problem solving and lots of iterating because often it's, well, we have a plan and we built it, we tested it, and then we actually don't like how it performs. So then the kids are back to fixing and tweaking and iterating. And, and um, that takes a lot of time. And then, of course, before the competitions, we also encourage them to spend as much time as they can just practicing as well. So we're lucky with four teams that they can compete against each other. And we do have a, a field here. Uh, with the game on it, they can actually practice um, as though it's the tournament. And you did touch on some of this, but aside from the building and coding, what are some of the key things kids learn in Robotics Club? Yeah, uh, we spend a lot of time, I guess, indirectly with the soft skills as well. So there's the the hard skills, the building, the coding, uh, but also we're 
you know, working on making sure everything gets documented nicely as well. So the kids all have engineering journals where they document their process and, and their sketches and their designs and the math that they're doing behind the scenes. Uh, but the soft skills is a big part of it as well. So their teams of four to six kids, and they have to be able to communicate and talk to each other, brainstorm. Of course, there's always, you know, little conflicts that come up. Uh, so they're working to manage those. They're working on time management skills. Like our senior high team in particular is quite good at the project management side of things, of breaking things down into tasks and coming up with a schedule and, and who's going to do what, by when. Um, so they're definitely like little future engineers here uh, working on the project management side as well. And then kind of a neat part that often gets overlooked uh, when we go to tournaments is uh, there's alliance thing that happens with the teams. So during qualification rounds, the teams are all randomly assigned to work with and against other teams throughout the qualifying. Uh, but then they all get ranked and they go through an alliance selection to form um, a partnership with another, another robotics team for um, the playoff at the end. So the kids also have to work on marketing themselves and marketing their robot and going out and kind of, they do a lot of scouting and then talking to other teams, which was neat. Um, this last weekend going out and finding the teams from all over, all over the States and UK and, and Brazil, uh, and getting to talk to all these other kids too. So, uh, definitely that soft, soft skills and the communication and problem solving, uh, comes into it as well. Holly Kalma, the robotics coach for Father Patrick McCurdy Community High School. Anything else you'd like to add here today? think so we're just really excited it's our big push towards the end of the season here we've got provincials coming up uh the first weekend of march uh that's in calgary as well so uh, lots of time and efforts going into preparing for that and i guess i should also mention uh we've had some very generous sponsors this year so we're very thankful to the people who've made some donations uh to help us travel and uh, buy all the robotic parts that we need so without the support of our community and of course the kids parents uh we we couldn't make this happen so we're very fortunate to have a, a good supportive community behind us holly thank you again so much for your time here today my pleasure thank you ryan that was our show for today a big thank you to my guests for taking the time to be on the show today we have another great show planned for you tomorrow and if you missed any part of this show it will be posted on our website play1037.ca thank you for listening to fort mcmurray matters i'm ryan mcnally have a good day